pleasant good morning to each one of you. How are you today? Welcome to our God's Word for Today devotional. And our text for today or passage today is in Psalms chapter 63. And I'll be reading the whole chapter, verses 1 to 11, in our English Standard Version. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory, because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed, I meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you have been my help. And in the shadow of your wings, I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exult. For the mouths of liars will be stopped. Now there's a claim of the psalmist David here, that the steadfast love is better than life, or God's steadfast love is better than life. And I pray that this would be our claim for today, that there is no better in this life, and even more than this life, is God's steadfast love. And this is the chesed, or the Hebrew word for this loyal and steadfast love, which is chesed. What is the background of this psalm? This psalm is written by David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. Either because he was a fugitive from Saul who pursued him or from his son Absalom. But he was really alone and a fugitive hiding for his life. And he claimed that God, you are my God. He claimed that God was his personal God. It's one thing to know about God. And it's another thing to know God personally. Many people today know about God, but they don't know God. Maybe you are one of them who knows who, about God, but do you really know God personally? And this relationship of David with God involves hungering and thirsting of his soul. Why? Because when there is life, there is a physiological need of food and water, is it not? If a plant is a, a true living plant, it will need food and water in the same manner when there is life. A baby, for example, when there is life, the baby needs milk and water and food. Thus he expressed here in verse 1, O God, you are my God, earnestly I seek you, my soul thirsts for you, my flesh pains for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Although he was removed from the presence of God at the temple, he was filled with optimism to say in verse 2 and 3, So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory, because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So he was filled with optimism, even though he was a fugitive, he was there alone in the wilderness. He looked forward that he would be 
in the sanctuary of God, beholding God's power and glory someday. And that he could not doubt that God's steadfast love will always be there and that that is better than life. In other words, God's steadfast love has guaranteed David his complete joy and satisfaction in the next life. He looked around. Everything was dire. He was on the hiding. Everyone was after for his life. But his satisfaction and joy was not in his present situation. It was on the next life. That's why he said that the steadfast love of God guaranteed him that life after death, life after this life, is much better. In his circumstances, his resolve is to be satisfied in God alone. So thus, he resolved here in verse 4 and 5 to say, So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. To praise and worship God is a choice. Even though you are in a hard circumstance or you are in a great challenge of life, you can choose to worship God. You should not be that dictated by the things that are happening around you because of God's character that he is always steadfast. He will never change. So in his circumstances, his hope makes his soul be satisfied with marrow and fatness, as he said this in verse 5. God was his satisfaction as a marrow and fatness which gives pleasure to us. In other words, he draws his satisfaction fulfillment in the promises of God, in the character and the truthfulness of God. God has been his focus the whole time in his wakeful hours. That's why he continued to say in verse 6 to 8, When I rem remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night, for you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. So the whole time he was awake, even during the nighttime when he is still awake, he has been meditating upon God and his word, of course. What are we meditating about? When the Bible tells us in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, that we should be meditating the word of God day and night, it should be that in the wakeful hours of our lives, we should be always musing, thinking of the word of God, of how this could apply in our lives in different situations of life during the day. So may God give us this remembrance or this reminder, because our minds, including myself, are prone to wonder. It's easy for us to be lost during the day. We have a lot of things to think through. We have work, family matters, personal matters even that can crop up in our lives that we forget to just remember the Word of God. Let it be that the Word of God will stay in our hearts, that the Word of God will always permeate in our thinking. And God was always the shadow, or God was always the protection of David, as he described him here, that he was always in the shadow of God's wings, so that he felt secured. 
he felt so intimately close to God. So that he said here in verse 8, my soul clings to you. In other words, clinging unto God, being having an intimate relationship with God is a choice to cling unto him. And then there is a balanced truth also that God will uphold us with his right hand. He felt so intimately close to God so that this word, my soul clings, the word cling is the same word used by Moses to describe the intimacy between the husband and wife in Genesis chapter 2 verse 24. Such relationship really is very strong and intimate. So I pray and I wish and I hope that my relationship with God and yours will be that intimate before God, that we will grow in our commitment and intimacy with God day by day, that God is not a distant God, but God is real to us in everyday life. And since God's right hand upholds David, he was so sure that his enemies won't succeed. He ended this psalm with such confidence to say, but those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. That's what he said in verse 10. In contrast, he said about the king, but the king shall rejoice in God. In verse 11, all who swear by him shall exult for the mouths of liars shall be stuck. So in contrast, the king appointed by God shall rejoice in God and everyone who is on the side of the king. But all those who swear against God and who, the liars, God will stop them. And this is a psalm that has a prophetic sense. The mention of this king here coming from Judah we could allude this to Genesis chapter 4, verse 8 to 12, and Numbers 24, verse 7 to 17. And there in these verses, there is a mention of this king coming from Judah who would rule the nations. And of course, this king is no other than the Lord Jesus Christ. So the king shall rejoice in God as David confidently said. So as I wrap up this devotional this morning, let it be that despite of what's going on in our lives, whatever situation we are in, problems, challenges, difficulties, or hardships, tensions that are coming on our way, may we will be able to say with David, the steadfast love of the Lord is better than life. Looking around us, let it be that we will be over, be, be encouraged to know that God is always steadfast and his steadfast love is our security. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 is always an encouragement to you and to me that his steadfast love never ceases. You are new, you are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will never be in a situation that we are too far from him, that he will abandon us. God's love will never change. He always loves us unconditionally. Let me that we'll be like David today, 
be drawn to the attractiveness of God because of his steadfast love towards us. And even for those of you who have not trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as yet, may you be drawn to that unconditional love because as Paul said in Romans 5 verse 8, God demonstrates his love toward us, towards you, that while you and I were sinners, Christ died for us, for you and for me. May it be that you will believe and receive this gift of salvation in Christ and have this relationship just like David who claimed that God is his God. We can also claim, yes, God is my God. Yes, Jesus is my God because I've trusted him. I have believed him. I have received him into my life. Father, we thank you for your word today. We pray that you will remind us of this truth, Lord, today. Help us not to forget in the wakeful moments of our lives today, Lord, let it be that your word will remain in our hearts and that we will not forget that your steadfast love is our life or is much better than life. Thank you, Lord, for the experience of David writing this psalm in order for us, Lord, to read and be encouraged today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.